first of all, when Elsa first uses her powers, yeah. when her parents are still alive. Right. Okay. Those mansion wooden floors must have been ruined. All of that 100. ice and water in that beautiful castle, 100%. you cannot control. Those hardwood floors were ruined. And it's not like when it stops being cold, it just disappears. That's just going to melt. How are they going to get that water out? That's why you have servants. They don't even have paper towels back then. Scary fierce. Scary fun. Scary mommy speaks. <laughs> I am so excited about today's episode. It's all about movies and TV, and you know that's my favorite thing in the world to talk about. I really do not know how you have so much time to either. watch TV and movies. I, My TV, and I used to love TV, and I can't hardly have any time to watch it anymore. It does feel like, because I'm the one always talking about things, it does feel like I have an obscene amount of time to watch <laughs> TV and stuff, but I, I really don't watch it during the day. That's like Sebastian Domain, so it's like you, nighttime. You currently have two devices out, and I'm not convinced that you are not watching a television show on one of your devices uh, right now as we record. You know, you never know. You're a good multitasker, so you could. Anyway, there are lots of movies coming out during Thanksgiving, so we're going to talk about movies and do a special cartoon confidential on Frozen in honor of the release of Frozen 2. We weren't parents during that Frozen era, right? right? We, I mean, I definitely went to the movies to see it, but with my friend's kid. Like, yeah. I was, like, helping wrangle the kids in the movie theater, so I missed a lot of it. So we really had to go out of our way this to time see to, it. to really see it. But we're also going to talk about Last Christmas in this episode, starring Amelia Clark. So cute. Mother of Dragons. Yep. It is the perfect holiday movie for a mom and her daughter. And we mean adult daughter. Yes. Uh, definitely. Pro- I mean, it, it's not terrible for kids, but adult daughters, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to talk about Dark Water, starring Mark Ruffalo. This one is dark and maybe not one you want to bring your children to. I mean, it to. says it in the title. Yeah. It's dark. It is dark. Uh, it's definitely not a feel-good film, but it is, <laughs> I think it's a very important it's movie. It's a very important movie. It's it's important to learn that, you know, you're the best advocate for you and your family is yourself. Yep. And it's based on a true story, right? It's based on a true story. It has some really important information that every parent should know. We get to see a lot of heroes on screen, and today we will also interview one of our scary mommies about an everyday hero that she encountered in a parking lot. And our favorite part of the show, confession. So make sure you stick around for that because they're fun. Okay, but first, can I ask you a question? Ask away. You know what new diapers I love, Ash? Tell me. Huggies Special Delivery. They're Huggies softest diaper ever. Here, feel it. Come on, put it on your face and okay. feel how soft it is. <laughs> oh, wow, I can take off my mascara with this thing. Totally. Let me tell you, these diapers work great during the day and overnight. Plus, they're the softest plant-based diapers, 23% by weight to be exact. I love it. Can I also give props to Huggies? There's finally a dad on the box. Yes, to that. So if you're a new mom, know a new mom, or ran out of cotton to remove your eye makeup, go try Huggies Special Delivery Diapers. Trust me, you'll feel great about it when it's on your baby's sweet little sensitive skin. Just look for the black and white boxes with the red Huggies. What is your all-time favorite Christmas movie? Huh. All right. Well. This is a loaded question. I know. I have a couple. Everybody. You should, right? You can't just love one. I mean, I love Scrooged and Bad Santa, I think. 
I think my elf. I'm not into the classic. Oh, I like elf too. Elf is my number one. And has Peter Dinklage in it. And he's so good in it. He's so good. Um, also, I love Will Ferrell. Wolf, I mean, it's it's Will Ferrell at his most genius. Exactly. He he is so innocent and childlike and so good. He's just the best. Um, and I love Home Alone. Oh right, I, we just I love Home Alone too. So not too. I mean, I do like Home Alone too, but I like Home Alone Home as Alone well. Home Alone two may be better than Home Alone one. That was Lost in New York, right? Yes, yeah, but only because of that scene where he's on top of the brownstone throwing the bricks. I remember as a little kid, <laughs> I have never that? laughed as hard as I did in that scene. So I have some very, very fun news. Okay. I went to a screening this week for Last Christmas. Amelia Clark is like this woman who's down on her luck, uh, and she works at a Christmas store. So there are no dragons, but she is consistently pretty much in an elf costume. Oh, my God, and she's tiny, too, so that's probably real, it's, real cute. It's the cutest thing. And then Henry Golding is in it from Crazy Rich Asians. Right, handsome. Uh, so handsome. So handsome. Emma Thompson is in oh, it. Oh, I love her. She is not only plays like a very uh, Eastern European mother okay, uh, who sings very— Eastern European songs, <laughs> uh, but she wrote it. Oh, I didn't. She writer is this she, her first writing? Venture? It is not her first. Oh, I didn't know that. She said so. There was like a, a really great Q and A afterwards mm-hmm. with Emma Thompson and Paul Feig, who directed it. You know, Paul Feig, yep. The Office, yes, uh, Freaks and Geeks. I love Freaks and Geeks. Go, the female Ghostbusters, Lady Busters, as I like to La- call it, <laughs> Lady Busters. <laughs> yes, she said that she had been working on the movie for seven years. Oh, and the entire soundtrack is George Michael. Okay. Which is super uh, fun. Okay. I love George Michael. Who doesn't? So hard. I think we should cut to a little bit of Emma Thompson and Paul Feig talking oh because God, it was amazing. Perfect. Let's Check do it, it out. All right. We're so anxious at the moment everywhere. There's a lot of anxiety. And we need to have, see a film where people are being kind to one another and learning how to be kind and tolerant and giving and open and accepting. And for me, a movie, I don't know about you guys, but when I see a movie, when I come out, I want to feel different. So let me tell you a little breakdown of what actually happened. So we go to the screening, and then afterwards they brought us into this really pretty, like, library room. And we all sat, it was like a little tea, a little, like, tea. They had mimosas and tea Mm. sandwiches, and uh, then we got a nice little photo op with... The mother of dragons, Amelia Clark. She's so cute. And Henry Golding. She is the tiniest. Was she like a micro person next she to you? She is so tiny that I just want to like put her in my little pocket and feed her gummy bears. She's probably the height of your arms. So I go up to take this photo in right. between the two of them. And I did something you're not supposed to do when you interview celebrities oh or goodness. meet them. Oh my goodness. What did you do? I said. Can I not trust you with anyone? No, you can't. I said, hi, Amelia. Um. You are kind of the quintessential mother. You are the mother of all mothers, the mother of dragons. I work for a mom media company, and uh, I would love it if you could say Dracaris Scary Mommy, and she did it. And it's super bootleg. It's kind of like a like a mix album you used to buy on like in Herald Square off, off of a of blanket. Truck. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but here it is. Okay. Yes. Dracaris, scary mummy. Thank you so much. Of course. Here yes. Thank you. No so worries. <laughs> Khaleesi, George Michael, Hawkeye from Crazy Rich Asians, Emma Thompson. Like that is a winner right there. It's, there can't be anything better. Last Christmas is such a great movie. It's in theaters everywhere now. So wear your best elf shoes and jingle all the way to a screen near you. 
Cartoon Confidential. Cartoon Confidential. So Frozen 2 is coming out, and we've still got Let It Go. Let, Let it, it Go. Don't hold me back anymore. Sorry, I had yeah. to. <laughs> I was feeling it. Well, if you didn't have the song in your head, you do now. Uh, should we recap? Let's recap the movie before we go okay. into that. I don't know how you can live on this planet and have children and have not seen this movie at this point, but just in case you haven't, Frozen is about two sisters, uh, two princesses of Arendelle. Who, guess what? Their parents die. Their parents die. Like every single like, I mean, <laughs> cartoon about children. It's the only tragedy that kids can really understand, and of course, I think. They're like, we'll never leave you. Don't worry. And then cut to death. Them dying. Right. Turns out Elsa has this magical ability, the eldest of the two sisters. It's not a curse. It's an ability. It's an ability where she can turn things into ice and snow and she cold. She can freeze them. That's a better way of saying she it. She freezes them. <laughs> She'd be a great dermatologist. She would. Just freeze that mole right <laughs> off her ass. Right off. Um, but she can freeze things and she ends up, when playing with her younger sister, Anna, ends up hurting her right. somehow. And... They take her to the, the magical troll people. These rocks <laughs> and they fix, that turn into trolls. And they fix her sister, but you're like, got to be careful because you, th- it's she, only going to grow stronger. Right. And your emotions are like out of control, girl. Right. So you so better th- check yourself before you wreck everything. And then the sister how- becomes a recluse. Right. Their relationship gets tricky. It suffers. It gets tricky. Yeah. And um, hilarity ensues. Her coronation day <laughs> comes and uh, Anna meets a prince. Elsa becomes the queen. And then she all hell breaks loose when she turns summer into winter. Yeah, she's in charge of global warming. Yeah, it's all Elsa's fault. <laughs> all OK, so let's let's start this thing. First of all, when Elsa first uses her powers, when yeah. her parents are still alive. Right. OK. Those mansion wooden floors must have been ruined. All of that 100. ice and water in that beautiful castle, 100%. you cannot control. Those hardwood floors were ruined. And it's not like when it stops being cold, it just disappears. It's just going to melt. How are they going to get that water out? That's why you have servants. They don't even have paper towels back then. You have servants. I know. I've never seen a paper towel in a Disney movie ever. <laughs> Not even like Toy Story, which is a current day thing. I know. No paper towels. What's up, Bounty? They're very eco. I guess so. Elsa's dad, right before he dies, tells her to calm down. Okay, lesson. Men, never tell a woman to calm down. Yeah, when don't she's, you all know that already? Do never tell a woman to calm down when she's upset because it will do the opposite. Also, don't tell us we're crazy. <laughs> That's a big also, mistake. My husband's made that one. Also, don't say conceal it, don't feel it. Um, Which is a theme. But also he, like, perpetually, like, sends her away into her room. Couldn't he have just punished her and been like, listen, we're going to get you a special therapist who treats, who, like, gets you to harness, like, a Mr. Miyagi, who, like, teaches you how to harness your power so you're not just fucking things up all the time. She needed the Headspace app. She needed a meditation app. (laughs) The Calm app. The Calm app. I feel like that, that... That was very severe. I think that Diane Keaton also has this frozen gift because she's always wearing gloves. She is. I did see her in person at the Whitney ones, and she was wearing gloves. So maybe she has the Elsa ability. She might be Elsa. And she's concealing it instead of feeling it. Well, she's definitely a lot more neurotic than Elsa. (laughs) 
don't you think that Elsa should maybe like harness her power and become a professional ice sculptor? Those people make a lot of money. Or like she could be the Zamboni, but the human Zamboni. Yeah, she could make really impressive like ice luges that yeah. you pour shots into people's mouths mouth at uh, holiday parties. The gray streak in Anna's hair is so Stacey London. It is very Stacey London. Love I it. love it. I love it. Um, I want to talk. Can we talk about the ice castle for a hot sack? Yeah. What kind of slippers do you wear when you live in an ice castle? Uggs. That tre- seems like the only appropriate. With treads on them? Yeah, you can't. You have to wear something with a rubber sole. Where does she sleep in the ice castle? There's no bed. And are the beds, are the sheets made of ice or Cole snow? Cole never bothered her anyway. Like, <laughs> does she take a bath? No. Does she shower? You don't really smell when it's cold. How? But how does she function as an everyday person? How does she drink water? Also, how hot does Elsa look when she's like, fuck it, I'm going to be me and move she, away. She turns into that outfit. I was like, girl. She's Blake Lively. Girl, you look fabulous. She's Blake Lively. It's even down to the braid that's so perfect, but has the, some strength. Like when I try to do that braid it's in my hair. It's a mullet braid because it's business in the front, party in the right. back. When I try to do that braid in my hair because my hair's so layered, it's like I basically have like a bob with a <laughs> rat tail braid coming out. Hers looks good though. Hers is amazing. She's Blake Lively. She gets like cleavage and a slit up her but, skirt and she walks totally differently. Yeah, she's I was like, like, yeah, girl, you like get on you. on a runway. You get you. I feel you. like, yeah, okay, this is a deep dive. I feel like Anna is 20s Ashley. <laughs> like, in her, like, treating dating like she's changing her underwear. Like, every day, new underwear, new man. Like, that was basically me. I was just like, and today I'm hanging out with this guy, and tomorrow I'm hanging out with that one. I mean, she meets this guy, and in one day, falls for the... I love you so much. Let's get married. And I will I will say, had somebody come to me in my 20s and said, I love you. Let's get married, even though we just met. I probably would have been like, ah, thinking about it. Okay. Not saying no. Let me just tell you, I'm a little triggered right now because Anna somehow managed to get engaged in four minutes. And I've been waiting four years for Lee to ask me <laughs> to marry him. I'm triggered. Maybe- Anna got it in four minutes. And I can't even get an engagement in four years and a baby. Their eyeballs are so big. Maybe I need bigger eyeballs. They I don't know. They are like brat stalls. I know. They are like like little Mila Kunises running around. Also, okay, the song that the trolls sing about Kristoff being a fixer-upper. <laughs> Do we really need to perpetuate the idea that we need to save men? No. We don't. It's been Why done. Why don't you show me a well-adjusted fucking dude? <laughs> then we could talk. Okay. Listen, I know you were raised by trolls, but that is no excuse. <laughs> no excuse. Although my son finds joy out of picking his nose and eating it and making sure people see it. So he's going to be a fixer upper. <laughs> I will say I do love that the end of the movie is like only an act of true love will save Anna. And the true love is an act between two sisters. I know. Like, that's really beautiful. And, and there's even a part where like Kristoff is running towards her and it's a real like this is the love moment. And she literally turns away from him for her sister. Yeah. I love that. I love that too. That resonates with you and I because we would do that. I would I would kiss your cold heart. I'm looking forward to seeing Frozen 2. More Frozen. I'm cold. It's colder. <laughs> Frozen, the f- Frozen 2. They're back and they're colder. Frozen 2. The Frozenist. <laughs> <laughs> it's Froze. And that, my friends, is another episode of Cartoon Confidential. (laughs) 
So we were very lucky to see another terrific film recently, and it really did very much affect us. It's the film Dark Waters. And, uh, you know, it's funny because it sounds like something we all got into with our in-laws over Thanksgiving. Some murky situations. Yeah, but it, or like maybe some digestive issues <laughs> after Thanksgiving. Very dark waters. <laughs> Uh, very muddy waters. Muddy waters. Uh, <laughs> I digress. The movie stars Mark Ruffalo, who you know I have affection for because he looks like my partner. So much. Um, you all know him, not because he looks like my partner, Lee, but because of his, <laughs> probably from his role as the Hulk. And a zillion other roles. Oh my God, he's so good. But he, instead of playing the Hulk hero, he played real life hero Robert Blatt, who took on huge, huge, huge mega chemical company DuPont. And and filed a ton of suits and won. And still is taking on Correct. DuPont. Yes. Let's not forget He's that. He's an everyday hero. He's still actively fighting this company, um, which is why this movie is so important, because although this is common knowledge that this is, you know. This I mean, is, I actually don't think it's that common well, knowledge. Well, when I say common knowledge, I mean, it's not hidden. Like, right. the, it is if you talk to certain people, they know right. about this issue but with it's Teflon, not as, but it's not as mainstream as it should be. Correct. Um, and, you know, the current CEO is a couple up until a couple of weeks ago was still saying that there was nothing wrong with Teflon. And the chemical that's in Teflon is also in a lot of other things like, uh, like things rugs. That and things that repel stains and yep. that kind of stuff. You know, we always say this. Real heroes don't wear capes. Yeah. And he's one of them, this, yep. this lawyer. Um, it's always thrilling to be invited to any red carpet. We've been lucky to go to a few. Yeah. Um, we got to speak with Mark Ruffalo about the film. He was there with his gorgeous wife, so Sunrise. So beautiful. She's also so lovely and educated yes. about this specific topic. Yeah. Um, they both spoke to us about the impact the movie made on their lives and what things we can do and what resources we can go to to find out what is safe and what isn't safe. Right. Firstly, the movie is amazing. You. You're fantastic in it. Thank you. What changes did you really make in your own life after doing a project like this? We uh, don't have any Teflon. Um, you came home, you threw away all the spatulas, all the pots and pans. It sounds yeah. like you can't cook on that anymore. <laughs> you cannot cook on this. I'll get you something equally as nonstick. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there'll be uh, forevercemicals.com, which is a uh, participant is setting up an advocacy uh, campaign, and you'll be able to find out what products have uh, PFOA and uh, PFAS, um, where you can go to buy alternative products. These problems are ongoing. It's systematic. We have to change. We have to have a political revolution of heart and spirit and family to, to deal with these with these issues. The film had so many amazing stars, including Anne Hathaway, Victor Garber, and the literal towering Tim Robbins. He was so tall. We all know. I mean, the, the ongoing joke is that I'm tall and my arms are long, um, and Carrie is tiny and has little hands. It. <laughs> She was I came up to his belly button. so short compared the, to Tim Robbins. The camera person who was shooting it couldn't get us in the same frame. Yeah. It was difficult. Yes. <laughs> he is giant. Giant person. There's, there's the hot gas. Well, I hope people will, first of all, become informed. I think it's important to get away uh, from these, the use of these chemicals that are now in all of our bloodstreams. Um, bad water and bad air affects the health of of people regardless of their politics. So this is a, a, a issue that's much larger than than what's happening right now and who's in who's in power right now. 
This has been happening for years, and it's high time that people knew what was happening with these toxic chemicals. I would advise all parents to go see this one. I think we all want to use safe products, and this is a really... I mean, it's really riveting, this story of just an everyday guy trying to do the right thing and taking on a big corporation and trying to keep all of us safe. I remember, didn't the movie end saying that 99% of all humans and animals on Earth? 99% of all living things. All living things on Earth. Yes. Including trees, everything. Have the chemical. Have this chemical in them. Because of DuPont. Right. Um, And that's, that's a horrifying statistic. Dark Waters is out now nationwide, so make sure you go check it out and enjoy adding new pots and pans to your holiday wish list. Seriously, ceramic. Hey, Carrie. Yes? I have two hands. Uh, yeah, you do. I wish I had more, though, because, you know, once you become a mom, two are simply not enough. Ah, okay. I see where you're going with this. I agree. Moms are serious multitasking machines. So I had a dream that I had extra arms and I woke up and I thought to myself, ah, that is such a great idea. Matt is very helpful, but what I'm saying is I need more people to help out than just two extra arms. Plus, think about how much more expensive it's going to be to get a manicure. I mean, I hear you. And that's why Ashley and I have decided to do a series in partnership with Huggies that's called Hug on Heroes. We asked you, our scary mommies, about stories where someone helped you, big or small, asked or not, and you sent in some of the most amazing stories. They were so amazing and inspiring and made me feel all soft and gooey and gave me the feels. We chose a few of these stories to share with you, and we'll be interviewing one mom per episode to talk about when someone helped her. Today, we have a great story. Our featured mom is Rachel, who went shopping with her baby. So far, so good, right? Yeah, until she locked her keys in the car, leaving her and her baby outside of said car. Oh, no. What did she do? I think we need to talk to Rachel and find out. Hi, Rachel. Could you tell us your story, please? Sure. Regular mom days. You got to go run an errand, pick up a couple random stuff. So I had my little girl, gosh, she was probably four, just when they stood up, I don't know, four or five months, six. She was a big (laughs) girl. She was nice and chubby. So she was up early. But she, um, I'm coming out of the store and my car is one of those where you can kind of, if you're near the car, you can open up the back. So, you know, naturally start putting things in there, loading stuff into my trunk, throw my wallet up into the middle seat. And then I put all my stuff in and realized that I didn't unlock the car and we're locked out. And so I have to go in to get the keys. So the trunk is open, but the rest of the doors are locked. Yeah, yeah. And at some point, I realized that my daughter is exposed to the whole world. And I'm in the complete opposite direction, (laughs) facing away from her. And at any point, someone can just come and grab her. So your keys were completely out of reach, right? So if I'm understanding this correctly, I'm thinking like an SUV kind of car, right? Yeah, yeah. And it Mm -hmm. has where there's that like, you know, there's the hatch, that's the trunk, and then the back seat. Mm -hmm. So so it's in the middle of the back seat, and you're trying to reach over the back seat from Mm -hmm. the trunk. Okay. Thank you for the visual. Mm -hmm. Got it. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. (laughs) So so then what happens? So then what happens? So there's this like panic 
moments where you go, well, do I leave her here and like chant some weirdo stealing her or do I get us home? And my phone was also part of that little um, ensemble that went to the middle seat. So it's not like I can call anyone at this point. And then out of nowhere, there should have been a white horse somewhere. (laughs) This sweet mom comes up with her little boy, probably like two, three years he was walking, and said, do you want me to watch your baby for you? (laughs) Um, Obviously, I've been struggling, quite obviously. But um, she came up and said, hey, let me watch her while while you get back into your car. It looks like you're struggling. And I was like, yes, that would be amazing. And I dove right in, and I think probably lost some milk on the way, but got my keys finally after about 10 minutes of struggle and got my beautiful baby home and uh, without being kidnapped. It's a win-win day. day. Yeah. The struggle is real, literally. Oh, my. Basically, throughout all of these um, Huggies stories, I have been Uh like, "Mm, am I a good person? Because I don't know if I do this for a lot of people. Um, Exactly, yeah. Bless her heart. She came up and kind of shouted at me because I think she knew I was just halfway inside my car. Yeah. I mean, of course, we're making light of this situation, but locking Mm -hmm. yourself out when you're out in public with your very young baby is an extremely Mm -hmm. stressful Stressful. time. It's it's stressful to take your baby out whether you lock yourself out of your car or not. Do you you still think, like to this day, do you still think about that stranger who helped you? Oh, absolutely. Because I I wish beyond, you know, in all the panic, I never asked for her name. I never, you know, well, I thanked her, but in a very like fast, fumbly way because I was still trying to, you know, get my little baby in. And, And no one, on a daily basis, no one really comes up to you and asks you, if you need help in a in a weird situation. Before, you kind of feel that awkward, like, do they want a stranger approaching them? But now that I've been in, that, in those shoes where I relied on some strange woman coming up that I will probably never see again, um, I couldn't have made it home without her that day. How do you think this has changed your view of motherhood? Um, you know, there's a lot of those one-liners that people spit out to you when you're pregnant or you become a mom. It's like, you know, take a lot of naps. You'll never sleep again. Blah, 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 blah. But the, one the of them days was, are The days are long. The years are short. Sleep when the baby oh, yeah. sleeps. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All those good ones. One of the ones that people always said was, you know, it takes a village to raise a baby. And I kind of was like, yeah, no, you know, my parents will always be there and I've got three sisters and they're always going to be there. But I never expected that village to include uh, random people in a parking lot. (laughs) Us us mothers got to stick together. Yeah. And that's kind of, I feel like what motherhood is. You have to let things come to you unexpectedly and then give things unexpectedly. Motherhood is a sisterhood. That's right. Uh, Yes, it is. So I know you said that you probably, you know, you never, you didn't get this woman's name and you most likely will never see her again, but... Let's just say that maybe she's listening. What would you like to say to her right now? If I were to meet her or see her again, um, thank you so much for coming up and taking the chance (laughs) that I was a normal person and that, um, I mean, she also had her kid there. So that takes a lot for her to have a young one coming up to someone else that you don't know. 
absolutely and she, that speaks volume you know and and not only that but she has given me like like we were saying earlier she's given me the um confidence to go and do that to someone else and i think that's the biggest thing Thank you so much for talking with us, Rachel. This was a great story. We were so hey, you're welcome. It was so nice meeting you, and uh, we send you and and the baby all of our love. Because I don't have a car, I'm very reliant on my neighborhood or reliant in my neighborhood on you know ride share, car share services, and I'll go to the grocery store, which is not necessarily within walking distance to my house, have to take the car back, have the baby, have the groceries, and then I have stairs to go up to my house. So I, like, get out of the car, and I don't, like, what do I do? Do I leave my groceries? I'm not leaving the kid. So I, like... Is it kid or popsicles? Kid or popsicles? Right. Well, it's not... Yeah. It's like, what do I do in this situation? Do I leave the kid at the top of the stairs? Do I leave him at the bottom of the stairs? Do I bring him up and down every time I bring groceries with me? It Honestly, that is a very, every time I've been in that situation, which has been, uh, I don't know, 40 times at this point. At least your kid can walk now. I'm looking forward to when she can walk herself and I have my two extra hands. That's a huge help because now I just leave him at the top of the stairs and I tell him to sit on the doorway and watch mama. And that that's a big help. It's like, nope, don't go downstairs. Nope, nope. You know, there's a lot of that. So I've locked myself out of my apartment, out of my car so many times. I mean, the list goes on of what I have locked myself out of. (laughs) But with a baby, it's a whole other game. I just, just thinking about it stresses me out to no end. Thank goodness that woman was there for Rachel, honestly. And let me tell you something. You know what you and Rachel have in common? Oh boy. You both have long arms. (laughs) That's how she got those keys. You know, maybe instead of extra arms, we just need uh, stretchy arms. Maybe that would be more useful for moms. How about extra arms that are also stretchy? You. Always with the great ideas, Carrie. You know what? Hug on. Hug on, Ashley. And hug on, Rachel. And hug on to all of you out there. And just remember, we moms are in this together. And whenever you can, offer an extra hand to a mom. Confession time. Shh, confessions. Well, you know what time it is. Confession time. Our favorite part of the show. Carrie, do you want to go first today? So you know how Luna's birthday party was pretty recently? You were there. Yeah. So we had a ton of presents, and I wrote down who's everybody got me. You'll all be getting thank you cards eventually. I mean, come on, TikTok. I know. I write handwritten thank you notes. I really do. I do, too. I did not... I did it for his first birthday. Yeah, um, I'll get right. to them. I'll right. get to them. It's been a little busy. Um, we had another birthday party for one of her, like, kid best friends. I mean, we're the parents are friends, so the right. kids are friends. The next weekend, and I accidentally re-gifted the present she gave <gasps> me to her. No! It was extremely stressful week with scary mommy stuff and family stuff, and so I didn't re-consult. Oh, no! I didn't re-consult the list, and I re Gifted the gift she gave me. Did the mom say anything? She did. What did she say? She's a good friend. So she was like, um, so? She was like, you couldn't, there were 6,000 people at that birthday. You couldn't have picked another gift to re-gift? She's like, cheap ass. She's like, she said it so lovely. She's she's from, anyway. That's how I would have said it to you. She's so lovely. She's like, well, I loved it so much that I got it for Luna. So, I mean, how classy is that? 
She's a class act. She is a class act. Oh, I'm so I'm cringing so hard. <laughs> that is amazing. Of all the gifts, Luder got so many gifts. And let me, I'm not above regifting. I regift. Why didn't I consult that list? That's so funny. <laughs> that is like a that is a confession. That was good. Thanks. Okay, so my confession is we've been over that I can't tell left from right. Right. I mean, I can, but I really have to think about it. I I have to, like, you know, do the fingers and, you know, all that stuff. Um, I think whatever controls that part of the brain also controls the part of the brain that allows you to look at an analog clock Mm -hmm. and just instantly know what time it is. I also have trouble with that. I, I, it takes me like a full minute to like read a clock. I sometimes say weird things like 25 until 11. And he's like, there's another way to say that. And I'm like, I, is there? I, my brain doesn't work like that. I wonder if that's just like a create a creative like type left brain, versus, right brain. Yeah, because I really, these are common things. I was taught them in school. My mom said I failed that. Like whatever you learned that first grade or kindergarten, yeah. that that was the only thing I had like a failing mark on was how to tell time. You know, I'm not surprised you and I are so close because we have a lot of weird, stupid similarities like that. And now it's your turn, Scary Mommies, to get a load off. Go to our confessions page and pour your hearts out. Today, as we do every week, we read your confessions with a dramatized voiceover. Who knows? Your confession might be on this week. Let's find out. There have been numerous occasions throughout my adult life when I thought to myself, I can't believe I shaved my legs for this. I mean, I agree. True story. My first date with Lee, I'm not going to go into it, but I like was not in the mood to go to it for all sorts of reasons. And my mother called me and she's like, you put on a dress and you shave your legs. How am I ever going to get a granddaughter if you will not shave your legs? And I did. And the rest is history. Sometimes I throw my kids slime away, but will spend 20 to 30 minutes pretending to help them find it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I I, think I don't I, know where it went. Yeah, I do that with like chocolate and candies. I just don't Sebastian. know where it went. Like, oh, where could the candy be? <laughs> Who knows? And it's really like mom ate it or Also, it's the, the kids garbage. always know. I feel like the kids always kind no, of know. No, I don't think so. Kids are like, I don't trust you. My sister-in-law thinks a six-month-old will never eat sugar, act bratty in public, or talk back to her. I deserve an award for keeping a straight face through that conversation. I mean, that's me and you. <laughs> that's that's when you told me about uh, the that, food. that that you try to make Luna's food be umami, and I was just like, ah! that's what Luna eat, is eating nothing now but bumbas. Uh-huh. Nothing. She's yep. such a little, little, little. Yeah, well, that's just them. Welcome to the jungle. Yep. (laughs) All right, mamas. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had such a blast. And if you love this show, make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help more moms find us. And if you want some more Scary Mommy in your life, be sure to subscribe to Scary Mommy Speaks wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want even more Scary Mommy, check out our articles and videos on ScaryMommy.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Scary Mommy Speaks is a Some Spider production. This episode was produced by Dorothy Abrams and Julie Katakis, edited by Dorothy Abrams, and recorded and mixed by Weston Fonger. Music provided by Audio Network. Special thanks to Sam Bellingham and Angelina Powers at Vinyl Mix. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. 
So email your comments to speaks at scarymommy.com. Scary Mommy Speaks. 